my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day everybody, my name is Will Moala, I'm the pastor of the Paravista Angola Adventist Churches in South Australia. Thank you for joining us uh, on today's show. This week we have a wonderful theme that we're going to unpack uh, today and for the rest of the week here on Drive Time BQ&A. Our theme for this week, the Bible, Christ and radical salvation. The Bible, Christ and and radical salvation. And so that's our theme for the whole week. But today, my co-host and I, we're going to be looking at the specific question, can love be defined? So we're going to be unpacking this topic of love and we want to unpack that question. Can, can we actually define love? What does the Bible actually talk about love? And so today it's a very, uh, it's an honor for me actually because my co-host in the studio with me is my colleague, and uh, he's new to South Australia, my co-host, Pastor Yoshi Chi. Now, I know before we went on air, Pastor Yoshi, you wanted me to, um, you know, just to just to water it down a little bit of actually what you actually do here in South Australia. But um, uh, let me give it a crack. You, you work in the main office. Yes. Here of uh, yes. HQ type of thing. Yes. So for the South Australian Conference, as we call it here for the Seventh-day Adventist churches in South Australia, I work here. I wear a number of hats and um, I'm a pastor by profession. I have an IT background, but yeah, I guess there's a number of things I do from the administrative side of things. And my job is to support you, Will, those yeah. out in the field. Um, but my first calling and first vocation is obviously as a pastor. And I don't think that's ever going to leave you because once a pastor, always a pastor, yeah. right? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. The million dollar question, how are you finding South Australia? Um, look, we love it here. <laughs> My wife and I aren't so sure about the water. At the this water? Point. Yeah, because we're from Melbourne and okay. tap water, tap water's good. It's nice. It's not terrible. And we yeah. haven't, we haven't quite decided yet. But other than that, <laughs> we love everything else about the, we love the people we've loved. We've been here for, for about a month now. I was traveling. Have you checked out the beaches yet? I, uh, just a little bit. I, we went when it was a 40 degree day. So yeah. I'm not sure if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I love it. Beautiful place. Um, yeah. I can't complain about much here. Oh, speed limits. But I suppose that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> good for all of us. Good actually. for all of us. So, um, so Yoshi, um, you're in the studio and you're now part of the drive time, uh, big Q and A team in Adelaide. So, mm-hmm. um, welcome to the studio. And uh, look, just as we went off air, you've, you've already been in the studio a couple of times. You've been have, with Pastor I Gary. Mm-hmm. You've also, um, you were with, uh, Nick Creta just, yep. um, when was last year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we're super excited that you get to, that you're part of our Drive Time BQ&A team. We have a wonderful, um, community of listeners that tune in faithfully, um, each day and every week. So we're looking forward to interacting with our, our listeners out there. And so, yeah, we want to, um, we want to invite you into our conversation today. So, our, our question today is, can love be defined? What's your thoughts out there? Why don't you give us a text here into the studio, 0488-808-11. We'd love to hear from you, where you're tuning in from. We'd love to get a sense of who's out there in Radio Land listening to us today. So, um, so please drop us a line and obviously... Um, as usual, we have our free book giveaway in just a few moments. And so we want to just uh, say thank you wherever you're tuning in from. If you're driving on home, if you're going to be listening to this 
on our Faith FM app at a later stage. However you get this message right now, we want to thank you for choosing uh, to listen in uh, with us today. So, Yoshi, um, let's switch gears now. We want to go to our World Watch segment. Mm-hmm. This is our little part of the show where we kind of uh, see what's going out there on, on the World Wide Web, things that are happening um, in, in the news there. And so the article I want to share with our listeners today and um, we want to um, look at today, it's an article of uh, Christianity Today, which is um, an online um, Christian uh, media outlet. And uh, the article I'd like to maybe just um, you know look at today it's uh, titled Christians Remain a Minority Down Under, talking about Australia, but Gen Z Aussies are open. Now, I think I'm, I think I'm getting a bit old. I'm, I'm getting a bit mixed up with these Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y. Maybe you might be able to help me out, Yoshi. Do, do, you, do you know what the Gen Zs are? So my understanding is, um, will you got to trust the Google? You got to trust the Google, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you and I are Gen X millennials, I think. Right. Depending, you know, depending on which, you know, born in the eighties, basically even eighties. So 70s, if you're born in the eighties, you're a Gen yeah, X or yeah. Gen Z. Gen, uh, no, you're millennials. Oh, oh okay. No, right. wait, wait, wait. Gen X. Sorry, I'm confusing <laughs> myself now. And then millennials is if you're born in nineties. So if you're in your t- late twenties uh, to early thirties to mid thirties, you're millennial and generally anyone younger than um if you were born on this side of um the millennium you know the late 90s and the early 2000 onwards you will be the gen z or gen z um if you're 18 to 27 that's sort of the age group that that we consider as the gen z's um and obviously anybody older then you have your boomers you have your you know the older generation yeah. So basically, we are talking about the most tech-savvy group out there, right. where if you ask them, if you told them once upon a time, will you and I remember a time where we had no mobile phones and yep. no internet? They'll be like, what on earth was that about? Yeah, it's like, what do you Prehistoric mean? Prehistoric age. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what are you talking about? No internet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but we, we, had, we had those days when... Um, if I said I was going to meet you at a certain place, I met you at a certain place at a certain time. Right. None of this, I'll text you when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Gen Z. That's the, that's the generation we're talking about. That's the generation this article is talking about. Okay. So let, let's dive into the article just for a few moments. We'll read a little bit and I'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, Yoshi. I'd also mm-hmm. like to hear what you're thinking out there uh, to our listeners out there. As we look at this article from Christianity Today, it was published uh, back in November of 2022. And, and the article is entitled, once again, Christians remain a minority down under, but Gen Z Aussies are open. Let me read the opening few lines here. It says, Australian Andrew Thorburn, he was forced, uh, he was forced to resign. Uh, last month after a, just over a day after being named CEO of a professional football club. So it starts off with a bit of a sensitive story with this particular fella in Melbourne and he was forced to resign from his football club because of some of his beliefs about the Bible. So it's kind of like another part of this. Uh, it's kind of how it leads into our story today. But as we go on now, Yoshi, it says he, this. the episode seems to reflect, talking about this uh, fella, uh, Andrew Thorburn, It says, the episode seems to reflect the state of Australian spirituality more broadly. As an overwhelmingly majority of the country isn't involved in church and more than a quarter have negative attitudes toward Christianity, according to a recent report. Now, I'll just read a little bit more here. It says, um, it says, released this month by the research firm Recrindle, the changing faith landscape in Australia, found that just under half or 46% of Australians claim Christianity as their religious affiliation. Yet, 
Only 16% attend a Christian church at least monthly, and just 6% say they're extremely involved with practicing their Christian faith. So, so what do you think about that, um, Yoshi? Um, according to McCrindle Research, just under half or 46% um, claim to be Christians, but it says here, on the other hand, about 16% um, you know, uh, regular attendees uh, to church. This is this is a really concerning statistic for us as Christians, right? So, Will, I grew up in Malaysia. I'm I'm of Chinese descent. Um, I right. came to Australia here to finish high school. Now, my my my, my I guess preconception of Australia of America growing up uh, in Malaysia is that oh, they are Christian nations, they're Christian countries. Where in Malaysia was a predominantly Muslim nation. Where um, we're talking about an, a small percentage uh, who are Christians. I wasn't a Christian until I came here. And I always thought Australia was a Christian country. And yet, 25 years later, I've lived here for probably 30 years now, right? 20, 25, right. 28 years, however long I've lived here. That landscape has changed quite significantly, especially in the last five and 10 years. Okay. You, you, these statistics, 6% say they are extremely involved with practicing their Christian faith. That's the kind of stuff you hear of a Muslim country like Malaysia. 6%. Right. I won't be surprised if there were six percent Christians in Malaysia, probably more, and and it's it's concerning in a way, but it's also at the same time. Um, and will you let me read this next bit of this yeah, yeah, article? Yeah, go ahead. It says, despite the trends, researchers are also noted fertile ground for evangelism, as most Aussies are open to changing their religion views. Right, and that's so, why so they're open, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're open. So there is hope, um, even though the landscape looks bleak. I think what is most important, what contributes most significantly, is how we share our faith. Right. What aspects of Christianity we, ch- we choose to focus on. If you're choosing only on a very small area, you know, doom and gloom, and that's part of the Bible, the end of the world stuff. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Biblical yeah. prophecy highlights that. But today's topic is, is an interesting one. We'll segue to that in a a bit later on, but the the essence of all of this um, is the picture of a of a God who loves, a God who yeah. is love. Yeah, and I think if we can use that to reach out to, um, especially the Gen Z, the, uh, Gen Z um, generation that is for the most part starved of love. They are more glued to their screens. Parents are busier than ever. Um, yeah. Maybe that's why they're open. Yeah, yeah. actually, just. Um as well, it, speaking about Gen Z, I've got another article here that kind of saying the same thing essentially about Gen Zs in Australia. It says, um, in addition to having in general a good opinion of the work of churches, 68% uh, of Gen Z would be at least slightly likely to attend a ch- Christian church service or event if they were personally invited. Hmm. And then there's a quote here and it says here, um, the key reasons non-religious Australians would accept an invitation would be out of curiosity to support the person who is asking them and to honour the friendship. So mm. it sounds like they're not totally against religion. They're not mm. totally against uh, Christianity. It's just, it's just um, maybe that's for some people in the Gen Z category. Mm. They probably have friends who, you know, they know that they're Christians and, they, and their friends probably in a good way, they don't kind of, enforce their you know christian dogmas and mm-hmm. religions on them yeah. so when it comes to hey why don't you come to this service or you know come to this event that our church is holding they'll be like yeah okay i'll come because because they have they, because they've already formed a friendship with their mm. fellow friend and i think that's like you were saying earlier yoshi that's how i guess that's how 
how we end up sharing uh, our faith and it's through these personal relationships yeah. that we already have around us. You know, because of the internet, because of um, social media, because of a mobile phone, um, information is literally at the tip of our fingertips. So, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago, um, the internet was super slow. You couldn't watch any videos, you know. Yeah. Um, we would go and watch a <laughs> seminar on TV or whatever and things like that, right? And so most of your information, most of your theology was gleaned for the most part from when you went to church. Yeah. But now people can look for anything and they yeah. can, and they have to make their, their mind up. That's right. And, and so when somebody invites them, when they come to church, they already have a pretty good idea of what church yeah. is all about. I mean, we'll, when you go to a different state, a different country, uh, you decide to visit a church, what's the first thing you do? Yep. Look you them up on yeah, the internet. You look online. You look online, you see what they you see what time exactly. their service is, you, you see if they have lunch, yep. you see all of these things, right? Are they a pastor? You know, yep. what's it, what's it like? And then you go and you, you see how far it is. You have a pretty good idea of what church yeah. is all about. You have a pretty, at least exactly. decent idea of what religion is all about. And just by looking at your Facebook page, you also have a pretty good idea of what the church stands for. Yeah. And I think the reason why uh, this article says that 73% of Gen Zs and 70% of millennials are at least slightly open to changing their current religious views if given the right circumstances of evidence yeah. or, or evidence. So more than two thirds, 70% of millennials, 73% of Gen Zs, they are open to changing yeah. but they're not going to change by you going will you must believe yeah that's right that that time is gone yeah they reason and if we can give them a compelling reason they can give, give them compelling evidence on why god is god and god is the way to go they're actually quite open that's right mm. and you know just before we um we go to our book offering just a just a moment i think it just tells something about human nature in in a sense that Typically, not all the time, but when you're younger, you're you're a bit more impressionable. You're you're willing to listen. You haven't really have mm. these set beliefs that are dug in, and they're becoming as as opposed to you know the older we get, we're a little bit more stuck in our ways, and it's a bit harder for us to kind of you know to change our perspectives on on certain things. So if you grew up in a home and you're in your you know you're like fifty sixties, and you had a pretty bad experience when you're young with religion, church, etc. And, and if that's not kind of rectified and kind of someone was able to kind of, you know, kind of parse that out for you and go, no, that's not exactly what God's all about. And so, it, so it just tells us that, especially uh, for those, for our listeners out there, you know, our young people, people who are in that demographic in those, you know, late teens, early twenties, um, they are, they have access to technology. They're very quick to make, formulate their own opinions within 10 minutes by just Googling on their mm, phone. Mm. And, and it's also a time where they're happy to explore other ideas of, of wh- where they're at in terms of um, their walk with God and religion and faith and things of that nature. So mm. it kind of gives me a bit of hope, Pastor, to mm. think, you know, because young people, they often get a, a bit of flack, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. they're, they're off the rails and look at this younger generation. They, you know, they, people kind of <laughs> go on these... Tell me, well, it's not like I was when I was younger, you know, which fair comment, you know, because times change. And so there is a definite concern. You know, I know that uh, even in within Christian, Christianity, there's, you know, folks who are a bit more mature, a bit more older in, in their walk, can look at the younger generation and, and not just in the church, but just in general and go, wow. Mm. But then there's hope because, mm. um, 
you know, the gospel speaks to all ages, all ethnics. It doesn't matter where you are, but the article is saying, hey, yeah, Australia, it should maybe somewhat declining in terms of its professedness of, you know, being a Christian, but there are definitely a young demographic in our backyard that are open. Yes. So as Christians, as faith leaders, hey, let's try and itch. Yeah, wh- what do we call it? Scratch where it's itching. <laughs> and I yeah. was talking with a uh, with a, a fellow church uh, a Christian, you know, uh, the other day, and and we we're kind of talking about some of these these topics that young people are going through today. Which and and you know, they were pouring out their heart to me, talking about you know we need to be. Talking about these things mm. more in our in our church settings and in our you know in our in our context and so hey there's the challenge for us Pastor Yoshi there's yep. a demographic of Gen Zs that are <laughs> that are looking they're searching and so um so we have um we have opportunities uh, to kind of minister to that age group you know I was just looking on Google it's like from nineteen ninety seven to like the early 2000s that you're kind of classified Gen Z. My sister's actually a Gen Z because she was born 96. So she'd be like 25, six, seven, mm. somewhere around there. And, you know, even my own sister, Yoshi, she was um, baptized in our church, in the Adventist church in Sydney many years ago. And she's, um, she's just kind of doing the whole, what old friends are doing, you know, she, she, she knows, she knows about Jesus. She knows that her brother's a pastor and she kind of knows this stuff about what she should be doing. But, you know, you know, she's kind of going on a different path and it's kind of hurting me. And so she, she's not totally against God, but I think for a lot of young people, they, they got to have a reason to want to kind of stick through it, you know? And so if it's just church just becomes this ho-hum, well, you know, what's in it for me? Or they talk about a stuff that's way beyond my, you know, it's just a lot of kind of, kind of like uh, knowledge stuff. I don't know if we are properly ministering and kind of really, mm. really getting close to their world and, and yeah. what they're going through. So, so that's our um, article for today, Yoshi. And we, yeah, so, so we hope your listeners out there enjoyed our article. And um, so, what do you think uh, about our Gen Zs in our country in Australia? Why don't you text us? But hey. Hold on to that thought because we're going to give the book offer right now. So our book offer today, Yoshi, we have a brand new book that we're going to be introducing to our listeners today. And and the book is entitled In the Light of God's Love. You know, we're going to be talking about love today, uh, Yoshi. And so our book is right in line with that theme. And so by a guy I think you would know pretty well too, Pastor, Pastor yeah. Ty Gibson. Mm-hmm. So the book is entitled In the Light of God's Love says, every now and then a book is written that penetrates you, penetrates beyond the head and speaks to the inmost heart. Page by page, the reader senses the distinct moving of God's spirit. Christ in all his matchless glory is exalted until self fades into insignificance. In the light of God's love is one of those unusual books. You know, Pastor Yoshi, I had a chance to meet um, Pastor Ty Gibson once. He was at a camp meeting actually in... um, in uh, Australia a, a few years ago, and I was actually going through a bit of my journey within uh, the Adventist church, and I was having questions and this and that, and he had a book that really was speaking to me at this particular season of, of my early Christian experience. And so we had a, you know, I, I was chatting to him about things I was going through, and 
hearing his story and kind of how he's kind of come to where he is, I can totally get where he's coming from. Mm. And so he's written a couple of books that kind of talks about his journey. And so if, if you know Ty Gibson or if our listeners out there have heard of the presenter Ty Gibson, if you YouTube this guy, he is all about pointing people to God's love mm. and God's mm. grace. So we can't recommend a better book to kickstart this uh, Drive Time BQ&A week. Uh, show today. So, for our listeners out there, it's a special treat. And I tell you what, this book's actually a few dollars. Like, let me tell you, it's not just uh, this little, you know, this track that we're just giving away. Like, you know, this is actually a gift that we do want to give to you. So, here we go. If you'd like to receive this free copy, all you need to do is text the code word here in the studio SA107. So, the, the code is SA107 to 0488. Eight zero eight double one. In fact, we want to encourage you to. Why don't you? Why don't you save the number in your phone so that way every time you listen in, you know, you just go straight to your Faith FM number there already in your phone. So here we go one more time. SA one zero seven to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and our friendly bot will get in touch with you, get your details, and then we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. And so we'll promote the uh, book offer one more time before our show is up. So please don't go away. Hey, we're going to go to a song now. We'll be back in just a moment. And uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. i 
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with myself, Pastor Will, and Pastor Yoshi. Uh, we're in the studio today. Thank you for joining us wherever you may be out there in Radio Land. It is a blessing to know that you are tuning in with us today. If you've just joined us, we are just going through our topic this week, the Bible, Christ, and radical salvation. I love that word, radical <laughs> salvation. And today, uh, my co-host and I, Pastor Yoshi, we are looking at the question, can love be defined? So that's what we're going to look at today. So, so Yoshi, why don't you walk us through this topic of love and can we, can we actually define love as it were? Well, the answer, I mean, we intentionally structured the question that way. The answer is, of course you can define it. But maybe a better extension of that question is, can love be defined properly or accurately? So, Will, just before we went on air, I asked you, um, I asked, I'm going to try. Right. If you're born in the 90s, you'll remember this song, all right? Or if you were born, if you were around listening to music uh-huh. in the 90s, it goes like this. What is love? <laughs> I think I, it's a terrible I, song. I right? hesitate to say, but I, I know exactly what song you're talking <laughs> what about. What is love? And the next bit of the lyrics goes, baby, <laughs> don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I apologize for those of you who are listening and know that song. And you had that song stuck we in We won't play head. that song for you. We will not play that song. Society as a whole has this idea of love that is quite different from the biblical perspective. Um, sometimes they think of love as the opposite of hate. And... When we say we're trying to define love, each of us have, I guess, a different perspective. Well, right. let me let me put you on the spot a little bit, right? Okay, this might, this might get you in trouble with your <laughs> wife, <laughs> but I but but I did give you a, a slight heads up. When was the first time you fell in love, man? My gut response, I think, like primary school. <laughs> primary school. <laughs> I think one of our, yep. you know, when you have a, you know, when you kind of. Got something for for one of the girls in your class. <laughs> I, I hate to say, but did you, did you you, you're asking me, and I'm <laughs> you're asking me. So, you know, when you're in primary school, I think that's when. Well, for me, look, I know I, I was a bad child, but for prime, me, kind of start around primary school, having some feelings and having certain attractions. You know, it's, kind of starts when you're a bit younger. You know, I know it's you know you're supposed to wait a bit to your you kind of know what's going on with your life and all that. But for me, it kind of started kind of around that age. You yeah, know, yeah. When I was like five, six, you know. And yeah, that's kind of where it, <laughs> I think I started to understand and feel certain emotions. <laughs> I was going to say I started at 11 and I thought I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Will, who fell in love at the age of five. Well, looking back, I don't know if it was love, but it was... Definitely a strong feeling towards, you know. And that's exactly what, that we're, significant and that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Right. To define love, we can define it through a number of ways. We can say love is like an emotion, butterflies in your stomach. That girl walks into the room, you know, and, and, and you just, ah, oh, butterflies. No, she's right. so nice and all those things. But is that love? I don't know. I mean, I mean hey, can I just stop you midway? Yeah, yeah. We've got a, We've got uh, one of our listeners out there, Suzanne, just texting saying, "Nice singing, Yoshi." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, so I don't I, know if I don't know if she's egging you under maybe 
a bit more of an encore later. We don't know. Can't no, guarantee anything. No, no. Sorry, <laughs> Suzanne. We are. I'm not singing anymore. That's that's the extent of my singing right now. Um, and I'm sure everyone is forever grateful. <laughs> now, love. By the way, um, when you're talking about uh, singing, or you singing as an example, right? I can say I love singing. Well, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I can love right. something. Right. And that's a different definition of love altogether. Yes. The way I love my wife is very different from the way I love my phone, which I don't love my phone at all. Yes. So that's probably a bad example. But, but we, 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 um, tie love in with a number of different definitions and different number of different things. What we want to look at today for the rest of our time, I want to look at three different areas. And of course, you can go beyond this. Right. Uh, on this idea of love, love is not the opposite of hate. Because okay. it can come across as the opposite of hate. That may be a small component of it. But I want you to, if you are, if you are driving, um, I'll read this passage out to you. It's first John chapter four and verse eight. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you are familiar with the Bible, it's a passage you've seen or heard before. You could probably complete it for me. The Bible says that he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God, God is, God is love. God is love. Yeah. So it doesn't say God loves or God is loving. It says God is, is love. Now, I, I I can't remember a single time when, sorry, Will, the thought that came to me was when I had some ice cream, some very unhealthy ice cream a while ago. And I don't go, Will, this is love. This yeah. just, <laughs> just tastes good. And I probably never want to eat it again. Right. It's so bad for you, right? <laughs> but God is love. And there are three things I want to talk about today. And I guess the first thing comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31 and verse 3. The Bible says this, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, this is God telling us, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. There are plenty of examples, plenty of passages in the Bible where God expresses love through, and this is the first thing we want to talk about, through words. Right. Through words. Okay. And that's so, a powerful thing. Yeah. We hear of many instances and situations where um, people don't express words of love. But God's not like that. And we know there are some people who have an issue with um, actually expressing love. I found an article. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read some of this to you, but this is the preamble to this article. We'll listen to this. Go ahead. This is obviously written to the women. Um, I, I, I take no credit or one way or the other, but this is what the article says. 15 ways of saying I love you without saying it. And this is the preamble. Has your guy been fairly silent in the four-letter word department, the L-O-V-E department, and you're trying to figure out other ways to tell if he loves you? Sometimes this can be hard. Not everybody is vocal or ob- obvious about their feelings, and many may feel it is difficult to voice those deeper emotions, whether it's for fear of rejection, commitment, or simply never having said I love you before. And Will, you and I know people and I, who, whose family, whose parents don't say I love you to their children at all. Yeah. Um, and that's a difficult thing. But God's definition of love, no such thing. God tells us he loves us repeatedly in John chapter 13 and verse 35. A new command I yeah. give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you 
must love one another. Psalms 103 and verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And there are many, many more passages, John 3.16, for yeah. God so loved love the, world. the world. Yep, and, and God is not shy of using words to express his love for us. So that's the first thing I want to say, right? Okay. So love. Now, the second thing, there are three things today in our time. The second thing, um, I want to go back to this article. Will, I want to see how many of these you tick, okay? Oh, no. 15 ways of saying I love you without saying it. So, I should test your wife after this. So, according to this expert. I'm going to have my sticky you, note you here. <laughs> so, these are 15 things that you can say I love you without saying it. According to this article, uh, it's not a Christian article. It's just a relationship article. First one, passionate, long-lasting kisses. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Second one, his friends love you. Third, close personal distance. Smiling. He listens intently. Upright posture. Hand squeezing. I'm not going to read all of it, but this, ch- Will, check this out. This is the standard of love that society has. He sticks around. And what? That's it. Oh, he sticks around? Yeah. Okay. That's like. So that's a sign of love. Yeah. When someone, when a, when a, when a man sticks around. I, I guess it is. But, but if that's your bare basics of love, you're kind of going, don't we want a little bit more than just a guy who sits around and sticks around? And so society has these, uh, these, I guess, human definitions of love. Um, well, let me ask you this question. I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting, you, putting you on the spot today. Right? I will be, I will be anything <laughs> for Christ. Go ahead. <laughs> so you tell your wife you love uh, yes. her. You tell your daughter you love her. Yes. What else do you do? For them to know that I love them? Yes. Well, I mean, like, I could sit here and come up with a list of things. Yep. But um, I think I love them by my actions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, Sunday is typically family day. So, Mm -hmm. I want to show my family, my wife and my daughter, that they are important to me and Mm -hmm. We spend time together, so mm-hmm. go to the park or whatever. There's a local food market, so it's it's basically a, ta- a day to spend time with 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 uh, with my family. So, mm-hmm. so actions, right? Yeah, actions. Actions is a powerful thing. Yeah. At the very least, even if those of us who have a tr- trouble expressing love in words, and that's the first thing, and God has no issues with that, but um, for us, we can express love in action. Yeah. Jesus had no issues expressing in love, love, love in action as well. There's a passage in John it, chapter 13. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. The, isn't, didn't someone say once that love is a verb? Yeah. I don't know if who, who's quoted as saying yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. love is an action, right? Yeah. 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 So love requires not just words, but action. Yep. And those are the, t- the second thing I want to talk about today, right? So love requires action. Okay. Um, we can talk about the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, and we can most certainly do that. But let me let me share with you a passage from John chapter 13. Go ahead. John chapter 13. This is Jesus. Right. The Bible says that he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Um, verse 4, now it's verse 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. 
well, we, the significance of this passage yeah. is just incredible. Now, you and I, we can consider, we were colleagues, we we're friends. If I were to wash your feet, you'd be like, oh, cool, you know, yeah. thanks, you know, nice, you know, and especially if you can't wash your feet, right? Right. But imagine if, um, I was gonna, I was gonna say a royal whom I respect. There's quite a few of those, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who is, yeah. you know, uh, somebody who is a, who is a much higher position, yeah. the king of England, King Charles yeah. says, yeah. I'm gonna come and wash your feet. Right. Uh, my opinions of King Charles aside, the fact that if King Charles were to do that, I'd probably go, not sure how I feel about this. Yeah. And yet Jesus did that. Yeah. He wanted to show his love in action. And of course, the greatest and most powerful action um, is Jesus dying for us on the cross. Yeah. That's, that is the yeah. ultimate uh, show of love. There is, there is, um, I, I've seen this, uh, expressed in a number of different ways. Um, you know, somebody says, how much did God, how much does God love you? And, um, you'll have to see it. Yeah. In, in, in radio, I'm stretching out my arms, right? Yeah. And it's almost God saying, I love you this much. His arms stretched out like he was on the cross and he died. That's how yeah. much he loves us. And so in word and in action, those two are just, I guess, the two most, the, the two fundamental things of, of defining love. And God has done that for us in spades. Yeah. Telling us how much he loves us and showing this wonderful um, God of action in everything that he has done with us and will continue to do for us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Yoshi, um, I just, man, time is flying yeah. through this program today and we got to segue to a, uh, our book offer um, and we'll come back uh, for that final uh, point there. Um, but we just want to promote our book offer just one more time. Hey, if you're listening out there, please. Please do yourself a favor. We want to give you a gift from us to you. Uh, no strings attached. It's a book called In the Light of God's Love by Pastor Ty Gibson. If you've been following Pastor Ty's ministry, this man, he, he's, he's bent on you knowing the gospel and knowing the God, the love of God that is revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this book, like, let me just put it out there. This book is retailed at over 21, Aussie dollars. So, you know, if you were to walk into one of our book center shops and, and purchase, you're looking at 20 bucks, all right? But we want to give it to you absolutely free of charge. And we want to do that um, here on Drive Time. So here's what you need to do. Text the code word SA107 to 04888808811. Please text that code word SA107 to the number 04888808811. Uh, the friend, our friendly bots will get in touch with you, get your details. We'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. But please do yourself a favor. You will be super blessed as you read through this book covering our theme for this week. So Yoshi, we're going to have to go to uh, another song. We'll be back and uh, we'll wrap up our show today. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, uh, big Q&A. Savior, oh please give me strength 
That was Sweet Redeemer by the group City of Enoch. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. BQ&A with myself, Will, and my co-host, Yoshi. Uh, we're in the studio today going live from South Australia. If you're just tuning in, we're at the tail end of our program today. We've been looking at the question, can love be defined and we've been having a bit of a good time here in the studio talking about uh, past experiences and things of that nature. Hey, just a quick shout out, Yoshi, before uh, we wrap it up. Just want to shout out Suzanne. Uh, she's texting us in the studio. She's saying, good news to hear that Gen Z are open to church, mm. uh, especially being invited. And I agree with you, Suzanne. Um, yeah, it's good to hear that the young folks, that they're open. And so that was refer- reference to an article that we were sharing during our World Watch segment. And so, hey, I just want to also say something. If you're listening out there and um, haven't texted in for a book offer, why don't you just text us in? Let us know where you're listening from. We'd love to hear from you. Zero four triple eight. Eight zero eight double one. Why don't you just text us, say, hey, I'm tuning in from wherever it may be. We'd love to know just where you guys are tuning in from. So back to you, uh, Pastor Yoshi. Um, we've been talking about love. You're mm-hmm. saying love can be defined through our words. Mm-hmm. And I love how you unpack scripture with that. You, we talked about actions just before the break. And I love how you shared that Gospel of John story, how Jesus had it in spades. I love the way you kind of phrase it that way. What's the third one? So words and action, and those two are pretty much the more common, the easier things to yeah. define, right? By the way, uh, when we were when we were off air, no, we'll no, no, share. No, 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 no. <laughs> I won't repeat the stories, but but we were just reminiscing on what words and action of 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 good way to put it, good way to put it. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Will, you can say all the right things, right? You can do all the right things, but that's incomplete. Because I can say I love you, I can buy you flowers, I can do all those things. Yeah. There is a third component, um, and, and let me let me sum it up this way. I'm going to read from um, the book of Philippians, chapter two, verses five to eight. The Bible says this: Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross right it's that first word that i'm looking at so this story this passage talks about jesus's self-sacrificing so his love in action his love in words but that first word his attitude right the way i see it is that you can say the right things you can do the right things but if your attitudes if your intentions does not match up then you're missing the big picture that's good that's why you can have all these hollywood stars who jump from one relationship to the other yep because they say the right things they do the right things but their intentions are I, I, I'm not one to judge where they're at, but the fact that they can say till death do us apart three, four, five, seven, eight, nine times, yeah. I love you forever, kind of makes me go, their words and their uh, actions probably are only very, very surface. Right, right. The biblical definition, however, is quite different. Jesus makes it clear that when he loves us, he doesn't just tell us. He doesn't just show it to us. In a world where sin abounds, bad things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people. 
God tells us that his intention goes beyond just what happens here, behind his words and his actions. His intention is to take us home. And he wants the best of us. One of my favorite passages is Romans chapter 8, verses um, 28. It's a passage that I think is often misquoted. All right. Because we say, oh, things happen for a reason. Things happen, you know, things happen for a good yeah. reason. In fact, the passage itself says, all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Right. It doesn't say all things are goodwill because bad things happen. Yeah. That's a good distinction. Yeah, it's a huge distinction, right? Because God loves us. He says all things work together for good because his intention for us, on top of his words and his action, is that we can spend eternity with him. I like it. Amen. You know, Will, we started off our journey today by talking about Gen Z being open. It's not just about words and action. It's about intention. I still remember um, in my in my previous church, uh, you know, and, and I gave them a hard time for this because they, I love them and they love me, right? right? A couple of the older folks would say, oh, we, we accept, we love our young people. I said, you need to make a clear distinction between accepting and tolerating. I said, what you're doing is tolerating. Right. You don't say anything bad to them, so you have your words. You don't tell them off, so you have your actions. But your intentions, intentions. clearly show by you gritting right. your teeth, going, okay. when they sing a song that you don't like, yeah. or when they wear jeans, yeah. or torn, whatever, and you're like, mm, yeah. as long as I don't say anything bad, or as long as I encourage them, quote unquote, right. or as long as I, you know, but your intentions clearly show. Yep. I said, you're not accepting, you're tolerating. Accepting means following someone on their journey and going, hey, thank you for trying, even if you disagree with them. Mm. And with those three things, that is the ultimate sign of God's love for us. Oh, wow. Well, if, if God's love for me is conditional upon me doing all the right things, then I have a problem. Yeah. Because I'll never be good enough. However, right. because he's, he tells me he loves me, his words, he's shown me his love through his actions, his, his, tension for me, his intentions for me are to be the best version I can be. I reciprocate by going, God, I want to do better. I want to walk with you on this journey. And Will, if I may, I want to make an appeal to those who are listening. An appeal is basically a challenge, right? An invitation to experience this love of God. Wow. A love of God that is just beyond your human kind of love. You may have friends and family that tell you they love you and they let you down. You may have friends and family that tell you they love you and they've shown that they love you. And somehow you can see it in their eyes that they don't fully mean it. Or there are moments when you have gone well, where all these words in action, where is that now? But will the love of God, the love of Jesus that I've experienced, yeah. full of words, full of action, and his intention for me is, you know, it doesn't mean I don't have my moments, but I know because he has my heart. Um, he has everything um, from, from you know, just this, just how fantastic this this love is. Um, it, it's, it's an invitation, yeah. Will, to our listeners um, to, to try this love of God. Yeah, so, so if I can conclude our segment for today, can love be defined? It can be defined incorrectly. Yeah. But when you take the biblical perspective, you get a complete definition of love in words, in actions, and intentions. And that's, that's, that's the love of God. And we have only begun to scratch the surface. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for um, unpacking this um, topic of uh, defining love through those three simple yet, I guess it's, more than just simple, it's actually profound when you think mm. about it. There's the, when you're talking about words, I was thinking about how, how people do it 
how we do how words can really affirm people and tear people down. Mm. And so I love the way you kind of brought those points succinctly, our words, our actions, and our intentions. Mm. And so, uh, Yoshi, we're going to be, our team actually going to be picking up this theme through the rest of the week. So I just want to give a quick plug to our our host for tomorrow, Gary and Marty. Marty, our newest member here on Drive Time BQ&A. We know Marty is a good fella, good friend of ours, Pastor Marty. If you're listening out there, Pastor Marty, God bless you. We hope you're doing well and settling into South Australia. Gary and Marty, our Yoshi, they're going to be looking at the question, what is humanity's greatest need? Mm. And so they're going to be um, unpacking that uh, for our team, for our, our listeners uh, tomorrow. So please, uh, please tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow o'clock, five o'clock Adelaide time. We go live here in South Australia, broadcast across Australia. So please spread the word. If you've got the Faith FM app, you can go on to Faith FM and uh, download the app and get all of our past episodes. Not just drive time, but we have we have an awesome team, Yoshi. I mean, mm. we got presenters mm. from all across Australia, colleagues that you and I would know very well. And mm-hmm. so, just awesome to be part of something that is just touching lives and hearts across Australia. And so, yeah, so please tune in tomorrow. Um, just before we do, Yoshi, we've, um, I just want to shout out a fellow who's just tuned, just text us here in the studio today. Uh, his name's Tim, and he says he's uh, tuning in from Brankston, New South Wales. And so um, so thank you, Tim, for um, taking us up um, and letting us know that you're listening from Brankston, New South Wales. And he goes on to say, Yoshi, thanks for the interesting conversations. And so we thanks Tim. We appreciate you uh tuning in and texting in. Why don't you um yeah, why don't you text in uh for the book offer as well? And uh we'd be happy to get that book out to you as soon as we can. And so um so that's it for us today. And uh please tune in for tomorrow's show where Gary and Marty will be looking at the question, what is humanity's greatest need? We leave you and we end our show today with the promise from the Lord Jesus Christ. He tells us all in the Gospel of John 14 and verse 27, he says these words, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let it be afraid. May God bless you and we hope to see you next time here on Drive Time. For all the saints who from their labors rest who thee by faith before the world confess thy name O Jesus be forever blessed Alleluia Thou wast their rock, their fortress, and their might. Thou